Hey, uh, Peter. Oh, yeah. My phone. Uh, hey, Peter. What is your uh? Who, do you, what what is your favorite '80s uh, recording artist's song? <laughs> uh, what is it? It's probably that song. Uh, Everybody wants to rule the world. And what uh recording artist act's name was that? I hope I'm right. Uh, that's Tears for Fears. I I believe it's Spears <laughs> for Fears. Welcome to daycare, dittos. <laughs> <laughs> That was definitely the first and only intro we had to do. Only uh, professionals. If, if one equals five, then then yes, that's right. <laughs> we tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, Spiro is number twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> you can drink. Yeah. Congratulations, Pokemon. Oh, that's true. Um, I. For one, we're, we're finally getting to the Pokemon where we're getting less and less in the whole Dex entries. And, you know, there's not as much pop culture to, to really get to. So, I, uh, but there's a lot happening in the Pokemon world right now. And because we do record these episodes a little while in advance, I feel like, you know, we got a lot of catching up to do. And it'll be old news, but Pokemon, this is the year of the Pokemon 25th anniversary. Oh really? What, sure what was what was the anniversary that we went to in Bryant Park in New York? I think that was the tenth anniversary. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy to think we've been friends for over fifteen years now. Yeah, that's how I got on the news the first time. Yeah, we were <laughs> we were on the news waiting in line to have our GBA carts put into a little machine to get uh, anniversary event Pokemon put into our games. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what sealed it for me. I, I knew. Uh, it I sucked. would record myself uh, with this boy through thick and through thin and sickness <laughs> and in health. Um, I remember getting a flying Pikachu, which was one of the offerings that day. Yeah, and, I got I got two of them, and, and they both died. <laughs> the biggest problem with them is once you wanted to trade them off your emerald, uh, you had to get rid of their HMs, and then when you brought them up the diamond or pearl, they couldn't learn fly anymore. They were yeah. worthless. That That's actually had, that uh, <laughs> does have something that I want to speak to a little bit later that I learned today. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, uh, the Pokemon world is always evolving, and I actually wrote these notes on the 15th of February, and actually, uh, look behind the curtain, we're recording on the 17th of February, so things may have changed in the Spiro and Firo world since then. <laughs> um, so Spiro stocks are way up. <laughs> yeah. So apologies if, like, uh, there's uh, new Firo information that's happened since uh, since then. Uh, yeah, it we, actually we try out, our best. It turns out that the row at the end of Spiro doesn't actually stand for Sparrow, but more Death Row, and more <laughs> in terms of Death Row Records. It's a it's a rap based Pokemon. Yeah, but anyway, with the 25th anniversary, Pokemon cards are at an all time high, 
Everybody's getting Happy Meals at McDonald's to get some cards. People are going to grocery stores and tearing open boxes to steal the promo cards. I saw that. How freaking terrible is that? Come on. There's promo cards for Happy Meals right now? Oh, Peter, you do not know what you're missing. I haven't had a kid's meal in about 15 years, and it was well worth the uh, horrific bathroom trip the next morning. (laughs) You know, what's really upsetting about this new future that we live in is that uh youtube keeps on trying to get me to buy like uh like these posters of um what's her name uh kim kardashian and (laughs) if they knew me at all they would know that i'm into pokemon and pokemon news and they don't ever give me anything that i want they don't Um, they pick the wrong celebrity to give you posters of yeah. Which is, this blew my mind, because people were like, what the fuck? Katy Perry is going to be working closely with Pokemon to ring in the 25th anniversary. Katy Not- Perry? Katy Perry. And on top of that, that's old news. New news is, much like Fortnite did, Pokemon is going to have an in-game concert that you can go to. A Katy Perry and it's going to concert? Be st- no. This one is going to be Post Malone. Oh, wow. Have you seen his... I uh, thought Post Malone was deep in the uh, Doritos uh, (laughs) fan base. Because I keep on getting Post Malone. Yeah, if you know Dorito lore, uh, the Pokemon and Dorito universe are actually uh, joined. Giratina made a uh, cool ranch wormhole from the Dorito (laughs) world into the Pokemon one. Oh my god. Um, But... Like, people are like, this is so weird that Katy Perry and, like, uh, you know, uh, recording sensation Post Malone are promoting Pokemon. By the way, look up the commercial, Post Malone's commercial, because they make it seem like it's a new Post Malone album. And he's like, this has been 20 years in the making, man, 25 years in the making. And then you realize when he gets on stage, he's wearing, like, a Pikachu jacket. (laughs) And it's like, it's awesome. Do they even but, um, like Pokemon, though? I really would love to probably. know if they're actually Pokemon uh, fans. Have you ever played the games? I think it's really or... interesting that I, I assume Post Malone is, at at the very least, Post Malone might be younger than I am. So it's very well possible that he also grew up with Pokemon. I believe he did, and that's why he wanted to do it. I mean, um, he seems like a good enough guy. He just has a lot of weird tattoos. Uh, But thinking back i'm like pokemon's done this a bunch of times and it brings me back to the time peter and i got to see the celebrity that was ringing in the 10th anniversary live in bryant park with pokemon life-size statues everywhere people dressed up as team rocket it just a spectacle and of course in the middle of the stage front and center was none other than hulk hogan hulk (laughs) hogan yes Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. He what's gave, his, like, a speech. What's his son's name? Because he was talking all about his son the entire time, right? Yeah, he was just like, yeah, when you take a... I just remember him being like, when you take a championship wrestling and mix them with championship Pokemon brothers, you know it's a winning combination. <laughs> like, the fuck? I, think he, I think he said the term, uh, his favorite Pokemon is Pokachu, like, a couple uh, of times. Pokachu! I think he did. It was crazy because this is, like, right before his whole life fell apart. Yeah. Because his son, he was just like, you know, my son, whose name Dave forgets. Yeah. It's he like, loves he loves the Pokemon. 
Yeah. He called it Pokemon, too, the whole time. Yeah. That's my favorite. But, like, this was before his wife left him for that young guy and before he ruined all those websites for releasing his sex tape, before his son was driving irresponsibly and got into a car wreck, thusly turning a Marine veteran into a vegetable and went to jail. Like, and then he got canceled because uh, he started saying the N-word like it was no big deal on a podcast. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yeah, he's kind of a piece of shit, but... You know, so when people are surprised about Katy Perry, I'm just like, Ooh, Hulk Hogan, yeah. brother. But also, we got to see something spectacular that day. Because do you remember the uh, performing act? It was a surprise, but we got to see the performer, uh, the, the star who performed the Pokemon theme song and the To Be a Master soundtrack. Yeah. And he performed all the hits like Road to Viridian City. And... Yeah, that was what he started with. I was I was starstruck. <laughs> Me too. I'm really jealous. If it I was a really you. good day. It, it was. was a, like, we were young enough that, like, a trip to New York City was, was like, still, like, oh, I wonder how we get there. And, we, you know, we're young and we're just stumbling into the right directions all the time. And we get there and it's like a enchanted forest and there's you know like-minded uh 10 year olds there and we're like oh we're way too old for this ha 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 15 years later <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have a podcast of it yeah but it was it was awesome i mean it was so cool like you said they had life-size pokemon statues throughout the park you go over next to the little cafes and in like the ivy there's just like a like and a fucking oddish sitting in there and like a coughing and that was, that a was right before the fourth generation dropped so i remember um you know you could technically you know hide all the pokemon at that point without it being prohibitively uh you know expensive to make little clay pots and such of you know people's favorite pokemon it was cool I yeah. mean, and I remember that weekend they actually announced uh, because they were revealing new Pokemon for the next generation, and we got a taste of Bonsly yeah. and Munchlax. Yeah, I still have my uh, Bonsly, or I call him Bonsly, like Bonsai, Bonsai Oh, tree. that's probably oh. why it's named that. It's probably Bonsly. Yeah, so I changed my, you know... As you learn, you grow, and I, I grew into calling him Bonsly. I, I still have the little notebook I got, and I still make little notes in there every mm-hmm. once in a while. I have a, a polka doll of Munchlax I got that day that is sitting on the bar in Sarah in my apartment currently. It is very Aww. cute Munchlax. Memories. Memories of Pokemon. So yeah, 25th anniversary, we're getting Pokemon Snap, uh, a new one. We're getting a lot of good stuff, so, you know, always something to talk about. Yeah, Pokemon news is evergreen. I feel like there's there's always a new um, a new thing on the horizon. We all live in a Pokemon world, and I want to be the greatest master of them all. Master of them all. Uh, but hey, if you're on the road to Viridian City, like that famous recording artist that we saw, you may bump into a tiny bird Pokemon. No, 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 not the good one we discussed earlier. <laughs> this little rat shit fuck, Spiro. You know what's so funny? I always thought about Spiro as like a, like, Pidgey's runt of the litter kind of brother. 
I was like, this thing is so annoying and ugly and just so moody and it just mm. hates its like sibling kind of thing, you know? No, it's Spiro is the Roger Klotz of the first 150 <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> I um I always caught a Spiro. I thought that he was uh so much cooler than Pidgey, and I would always ignore Pidgey. I go straight for Spiro. Oh man, we're the opposite there. Yeah, same. He was always a really big part of my teams growing up. I um I always used him. Um huh. I because, like, Pidgey evolves into Pidgeotto at, like, level 18, and I always felt, all right, so Pidgey doesn't even get anywhere until 18, and then if you go two levels beyond that, I mean, that's when Spiro is at his, his tip-top form. That's when he, like, finally evolves yeah. into his his ultimate form. But Firo just looks like a really badly shaved Pidgeotto. <laughs> Well, Firo, Firo looks like um, a not-on-fire Moltres or a not-on-fire Ho-Oh. But one of the reasons I didn't like Firo in the original game is because its sprite was just like a fucking mess. Like, it was so hard to figure out what it actually was in, in Gen I thought 1. he had a really cool action pose. I thought he had one of the stronger sprites. Am I thinking from behind, maybe? No, I, I know what you mean, because he has his wing kind of, like, fle- flexing forward, and it kind of looks yeah. like he has claws instead of wings. It's well, that's kind of cool, yeah. Weird. He looks like a wig. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a mullet wig, kind of. I mean, there's a lot going on for uh, a Game Boy screen. Um, yeah. yeah. He definitely fills up the entire allotment of the, the box that they, they leave for sprites. Definitely. From, from behind, it, it's just his uh, neck and, and face. So just it's his dick and balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's actually one of the cleaner um, sprites from behind, too. Like, I could take him from behind any, any old time. <laughs> I feel like they, they were on to something with Angsty Bird, but then, like, you know, I guess... Spiro uh, walked so that Starly could run. <laughs> like, Staravia is, like, angsty bird. Yeah. It's, like, the My Chemical Romance bird Pokemon. And, like, Firo is, like, the drowning pool <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah. I, I also think that uh, Spiro and Firo, I mean, they might only be the, the second, like, normal flying types uh so far but i mean there's an overabundance of the same type of pokemon that that do it so much better so even though i love him for how um fast you can catch him in the normal pokemon red and blue playthrough and i i feel like he's just a easy pokemon to take with you through the game um you know there's definitely tons of the same type of Pokemon that you can take that uh, go beyond what he can do. Yeah, he doesn't really have an endgame kind of moveset or anything. A lot of his Pokedex entries even call him an inept at flying, and he's a bird Pokemon. Yeah. Well, got I, one job, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, with, uh, with certain... Uh, birds in nature like there's the type of birds that have to keep on flapping their little wings like crazy just to stay aloft and then there's the 
gigantic birds that just glide upon the 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 clouds and they make it look like it's so graceful for them and uh yeah those types of birds uh spiro and firo they're they're not that bad yeah. a lot of the and the dex entries and a couple different things just kind of they want this pokemon to kind of be like abrasive and like a dick because, like, so we got Spiro, which, of course, is the combination of the word spear and sparrow, which is strange. Uh, but in Japan, it is called Anisozume, uh, yeah. which is a combination of Oni, which is demon, and Suzume, which is sparrow. A demon sparrow? Yeah. I don't get demon from Spiro. I see, well, like, I old it's... grandpa a little bit. But, <laughs> but he's supposed to be demon as in, like, a hellraiser. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. He's the, he's the type of person. If you take him out drinking, then you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have to uh, hold his hair back while he tries to punch the strongest dude in the in the in the face. So he's a belligerent yeah. kind of dude. Yeah, he's like the hold me back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him in the. I'm gonna hit him in the jib. He's one of the people that actually says, like, you take that back. <laughs> like, you know. What'd you people... say about me? Yeah. He wears a lot of tap-out dress shirts. Um, but, like, you have to read it from his his Pokedex entries. Like, on Crystal, it said, to protect its territory, it flies around ceaselessly, making high-pitched cries. Annoying. In Ruby <sighs> Sapphire, Spiro has a very loud cry that can be heard over half a mile away. If yeah. its high keening cry is heard echoing all around, it's a sign that they are warning each other of danger, which is just so it's just like screams and flaps its wings about. It like fails at flying and is very territorial. It's just constantly just like being like walking around just talking shit and trying to keep people out. And in the anime, they're really just kind of like the generic enemies that you befall. Like, on top of Team Rocket, like, in the beginning, of course, Ash is in the wrong. He just throws a rock and ends up, like, fucking up a Spiro in the head. And then Spiro brings his gang, and they literally just try to murder Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, because Dexter says that they're even jealous of Pikachu for being, um, you know, part of a, a, a trainer's uh, team. That, like, oh, no, we'd never be caught dead, like, fighting for a trainer. But, like, oh, I mean, he's good enough, but I'm not. Like, yeah. sort of that mentality. I don't even want to be on Dumb Ash's team anyway. Yeah, he sucks, yeah. that dumb 10-year-old. I'm going to go scream. You'll hear it if you're within a half a mile. Another thing that screams mediocrity to me is the fact <laughs> that Spiro is just a foot tall, which I feel like... Of all of the Pokemon that we've seen, like, half of them have just been one foot exactly tall. Like, to the point where... I, I have to go back in my, my notes. I feel like but I Pidgey feel like, was a foot tall. I feel like, yeah, Rattata was a foot tall. Pidgey was a foot tall. Uh, Caterpie was a foot tall. Weedle was a foot tall. Um, that's all I have in this notebook. But, yeah, like... That's mostly everybody, though. Almost I mean, everybody's been a foot tall at this point. Hey, it man, makes me the way to be. Uh, it makes me realize that they're just like, I don't know, a foot? <laughs> but, like, that's so strange, because think about it. You got Pidgey and Spearow are the same height as a Caterpie which and a Weedle, which they're 
really supposed to be eating as birds. You know what I mean? Like, that's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, and Caterpie and Weedle are both heavier than Spiro, so, like, good luck. That's also, insane. <laughs> but they're all uh, natural prey of Ekans, which has come up a lot, including Spiro. What's an Ekans? We haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, it I means think it's snake, a snake backwards. <laughs> you know the joke. Ekans backwards, snake I said it. Arbok backwards. Cobra. Cobra. Muck backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. And, and throughout a lot of the early Pokemon uh, anime, like Beedrill and Spiro are basically the territorial like, hey, yeah. you are an amateur and we're going to hand you your ass. Yeah. You weren't meant for this journey. Go back to Pallet Town, you little baby boy. Yeah. Gary was your... here. Ash is a loser. These ain't your daddy's comic books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say about Spiro that hasn't been said. I, I mean, could talk. You I get, could talk a little bit about Spiro. You get the basic moves. You get your pet your uh moves at lower defense things like that and leer yeah he loves to leer yeah loves it oh that's uh most likely to leer in his yearbook <laughs> went and to spiro they're kind of dispersed all around but i always used to find them right below uh is it rock cave rock tunnel or no mount moon right before the entrance to mount moon there's that little, like, cleft, that little corner where you'll find a shit ton of Spiros, maybe a Jigglypuff, <laughs> yeah. depending on your game. Yeah. I always found him uh, right below where you face your rival for the second time, where he's an optional battle. And mm -hmm. he says, ha, huh, you don't have eight badges yet, because that's the way that you get to the uh, Indigo Plateau. Victory mm -hmm. uh, Road. Right down there, you find your Nidorans, your Mankeys, and your Spiros. So it's like, hey, this is the first route that you might have uh, stumbled upon that has Pokemon that aren't Rattata and Pidgey. Mm -hmm. And in so. the end, when it comes to like stacking them up against each other, does does Spiro learn uh, Sand Attack? No. So it kind of, that alone, I, I figured it didn't. That alone kind of makes it a little like it's not really gonna come in clutch against brock it's really just gonna need to be something that like you keep in your party and will help you out once you get into a little bit later because at this point other than you know verdian forest now i I'd, I'd argue that he's worse against brock but i'd argue that pitchy doesn't get any of flying type moves until he gets wing attack and that's far later for him true but spiro gets peck pitchy doesn't get peck and gust in the first generation was still a normal type move so spiro you can train him up easily against all the bug catchers really early on true and true. uh that's where i think he's uh you know he's he's pretty good early on you know the bug catchers the the bug pokemon hi hi little one um <laughs> the the bug pokemon 
will take a lot of your like tackle scratch pps and because you know they don't they don't go down so easy in the beginning when you're all the pokemon are still a little bit weak so i feel like that's where your your spiro is gonna um uh come in clutch is being able to just really dispatch with those both type pokemon really fast very true um I mean, Spearow is kind of seen as the foil to Pidgey, but doesn't really fit that. I kind of see Spearow more as the kind of opposite to uh, Ratatat. I would see him, honestly, in more uh, of a... Um, like a foil to uh, Doduo and Dodrio. That I can oh, see. True. Yeah, that I can, yeah. yeah later in the decks but makes sense because dodrio and doduo are um much stronger than um spiro and firo but you get spiro and firo earlier so that's uh, that's the sort of trade-off and also dodrio has more oomph you can do more with the dodrio yeah three heads are better than one that try attack baby yeah and the speed Ooh, that, that boy's fast yeah, faster, a little bit stronger. Um, what is it? Um, Angrier. <laughs> um, Pointier. I mean, in the in the beginning, they're they're pretty comparable. It's just it just edges them out a little bit. It uh, by by uh, a little bit of speed and a little bit of because in the beginning, like they're. They, they both kind of share the strongest um, flying-type move, which is uh, Drill Peck back in the day. Now you got your yeah. Brave Birds and your... Um, and then the Dodrio can learn, like, more now, but I, I feel like Fira's never really evolved from, like, beyond where... Like, like he they never got... At, yeah, they... they Game Freak forgot about Spiro and Firo, but they they gave uh, new toys to all the other birds. Even like, Farfetch'd, at, finally. Yeah, at at this point, they uh, Spiro and Firo are uh, like shadows of what they used to be. But I think they were contenders back in the day. Yeah, no Alolan or yeah, they don't have any or... Megas. They don't have any um, friends. <laughs> new moves i feel like they, they they never gave them anything new the, the 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 one thing that they kind of fit a niche is that they get a technique or an ability called sniper which uh makes your critical attacks deal uh instead of 150 percent damage um they'll deal 225 percent damage Yikes. uh so um you really want to like do focus energy. You want to put like a, a what, what's that? Like a, they have like a, uh, what is a held it? item belt? called, called a scope. Like, a, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to use moves with a high critical, uh, effectiveness chance to, to bring it up. I, I feel, I, I, I'm out of the meta game, but I, I think you can actually increase your critical chance to like, half where you like every other attack you're you're hitting a crit nice um but crits changed uh in the later gens they used to do um 
double damage, but now they're uh, 150% damage. So bringing it down. But then you got your stab attacks, which is, uh, of course, people don't know, uh, same type attack bonus, where let's say your Pokemon, in this case, is a flying Pokemon, and you use Aerial Ace, it's going to get an extra punch. What's the person? There's a percentage, right? Ten like percent or something? Or no, I, I feel like that's actually also a 150. Is like it? You, you get a you get a big boost from being uh, the same using type. An attack of the same type. That's why if you give something like a Doug Trio Aerial Ace, I mean, if you're not using it super effective, it's not going to have the same punch as an actual flying Pokemon. But something yeah. uh, for you to learn. And we can learn more about um, this Pokemon once you hit level 20. Because it becomes uh, a fear-based Sparrow Pokemon. <laughs> Which is so weird. It's Can we just talk about how like the transition from Spear to Fear? Like, it rhymes, and I get it. But it's like Spear, it's kind of like a sharper Sparrow. Which is strange. But then, like, it's just referencing the old not good pun that they did so it's like fero it's like a, a fear-based sparrow and they said it could also be derived from feather or arrow but like i don't get it but the thing that does make sense that's kind of fascinating is that the english names for the spearow family and beedrill are almost completely reversed what do you mean? Wait, oh, yeah. Yeah, because Japanese, the Beedrill is named Spear. Um, yeah, and, and then, because uh, I remember thinking, oh, that's so cool, because when Beedrill goes Mega, he becomes Mega Spear. Yeah, because Beedrill is, is named Spear, where uh, Firo is called Onidrill. Yeah, Onidrill. S Onidrill, so it's Spearow and Beedrill versus spear and oni drill yeah interesting that's we yeah i uh i didn't think about that so yeah because uh japanese beedrill is spear and then english spearo is spear uh english um or japanese uh firo is oni drill and then uh beedrill english beedrill so mm -hmm. that's cool i didn't even think about that um pokemon gets created creative every now and then yeah you can tell that they have a common thread that they like to pull every now and then um yeah Firo is a you know a cool pokemon he's got um he, he looks completely unique when it comes to you know you look at spiro he just looks like a sparrow but uh Firo is like a big like flying turkey water bird yeah. type yeah i was gonna uh, say they kind of like took every bird that you have imaginable and just like kind of threw yeah. them together he's <laughs> got a he's got a huge beak that apparently is uh you know can drill you you know um, what it looks like i feel like Firo should be named spiro because of his beak yeah, yeah. i see that yeah and that's why um congratulations sarah i'm hiring you <laughs> To name the entire ninth uh, gen uh, Pokemon roster. You did it! Oh, I'm with it. I got promoted. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one looks like a turd. What's it going to be called? Um, That's going to be called Shit Ass. 
<laughs> Turdursera. <laughs> also, speaking of turds, I just texted all of us. I just weirdly thought, like, this is a very early Pokemon. I wonder if it has a beta design. It does. Imagine, like, far a runt Farfetch that's just, like, mad with a ponytail. That's what Spearow originally looked like. Aw. It's so ugly. He's, uh... Ew, what well, is that? Is that's that, beta It looks Spiro. like It looks like a eradicate with a beak. You said it that, really does. You said that Pidgey was a little bit chodish, but this is definitely yeah. a, a chode a Pokemon. They really Ugh. loved to plump up the sprites, man. The rat tail on it is awful. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Now that's a look. Ugh. That's what I'm saying. Firo is like a Pidgeotto with a really bad shave and haircut. Yeah. yeah. It looks like this thing in the 90s would be wearing a No Fear t-shirt with that rat tail <laughs> and some Jinkos. Woof. We'll we'll post that on the, the Instagram. Yeah. Um, Firo is based off of a uh, bird called the Anhinga, uh, apparently, it, also known as the snake bird, or the darter, or the water turkey. Um, darter. Yeah. One who darts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, it's a it's a. Uh, big uh, water bird uh that that looks pretty similar um it feasts and uh preys primarily on fish uh so it hangs around uh, rivers and lakes and it uh dives down into the the water as you see in uh nature documentaries um but it doesn't have uh water repellent wings so after it dives down and catches its prey it'll eat it well puffing itself out and like the uh, increasing its surface area and looking directly at the sun so that it can dry out so it can fly again which oh, is damn. yeah it can't fly when it's wet so i was like all right so it's like a one and done sort of like if you if you miss then <laughs> you're out of the game for a little while to be honest apparently- same <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, when it puffs itself out, though, it kind of looks like a turkey. So that's why they call it a water turkey. Um, And then the Firo actually has uh, that big red coxcomb on its head. That's uh, what you'd see on uh, roosters and uh, and turkeys. Yeah. (laughs) Which apparently is a... a thing that turkeys and roosters have on them. Just, uh, you know, to be as red and like flashy and gaudy as possible so that um females will want to mate with them let me tell you something you do not want to fuck with a turkey those things in real life are like they actually remind me a little bit of a fero man turkeys are just aggressive and will fuck you up so bad if you look at it the wrong way it's crazy yeah that's why i only look at them with uh, a fork and a knife when they're cooked in an oven (laughs) bedroom eyes (laughs) (laughs) my only look is disdain um but so i guess it is like a fero uh where they are really temperamental huh and apparently in like the anime you see from a fero and spiro's point of view a lot of times and they see in basically like black white and red like they're they've got a really like punchy like i only see the world in 
enemies and other Spiro. Like, My eyes are hot topic eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's black, white, and red. What's black, white, and red all over? A newspaper, Spiro. Uh, also, did you know that the Spiro that Ash, like, throws a rock at returns in a later episode? <laughs> yeah. It evolves into a Fero. Oh my gosh. And is like kicking the shit out of other Pokemon and like still has a grudge, still has a chip on his shoulder. It's like, and hey I you, that... I remember when you threw a rock at me. I mean fair. <laughs> <laughs> I remember everybody who's ever thrown a rock at me, so And not only that, he threw a rock at him and his like family was just like, You dick, kick its Pikachu's ass. And then his Pikachu beat the shit out of his entire family. Like, yeah. imagine oh, yeah. if your family's having dinner and some kid just throws a rock at you and your, like, uncle and, like, dad get up to be like, what the fuck's your problem? And then that kid beats the shit out of everybody. You like, know, that's grandma, actually really funny. I have, a, I have a story, kind of, that relates to that. So my dad is a really nice guy until you do him dirty and then he's not so some so much of a nice guy so one day these kids were playing the football near his like brand new race car right and he asked the kids he's like can you please stop throwing the ball around my car and you know they didn't listen and lo and behold the ball ends up you know right in the hood of my dad's brand new car and denting it <laughs> so my dad oh no yeah so my dad and is it's like, like a real race car yeah like he like a track Race car. Yeah, he built it from like scratch pretty much and like designed the whole thing. It was like a big deal. So my dad decides, all right, well, fuck these kids. I'm going to throw their football on top of this apartment building roof and they're never going to get it back. Okay, so he throws it up there. The kids are pissed and they run home and then they come back with their entire family. <laughs> and, they, oh, and they told the kids told their family that my dad had like, like beat them up. <laughs> And like stole their ball and wouldn't give it back. And like now it's like my dad by himself and this whole like, family that's ready to just kill him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was really, really funny. Um, my dad ended up going in his race car and leaving the scene like a smart man. <laughs> yeah. But at that point, like, what can you do? Like, you're trying to teach some kids a lesson, but they uh, the lesson is wasted on them. So Wait, that's you... why you have a race car. <laughs> yeah. You use Thundershock yeah. and you kill their entire family. I'm just waiting for one of those kids to come back as an adult now and be like, hey, yeah. you, you owe me a yeah. football. But then I'm, you, I'm, who were the Pidgeotto, are now a Pidgeot and you got to kick that kid's, that adult's <laughs> ass now. I'm thinking back to that episode where uh, Pikachu shocks uh, Spiro and Firo's entire family. And afterwards, um, Pikachu and Ash are, like, beat to hell. They've, like, escaped down a waterfall. The, the, the bike that they were riding at the time was, like, absolutely destroyed and is, like, a charred remain. And um, all this bad stuff has happened to them. And uh, in the sky, they see a beautiful flying... A random myth, mythical Pokemon, and Dexter says, "I don't know what this Pokemon is." And it, it, it turns out it's Ho-Oh. But can you imagine? You you killed all the Spiro, you killed all the Firo. You're like two days in the the, the wilderness, and an other bigger bird flies over your head, and you're like, "Uh oh, round three. 
it's like sorry i was on mute i was trying to find the sad song that always plays in pokemon when bad things happen <laughs> i couldn't find it but um i wanted to talk about this because at like ho oh who was an early pokemon didn't exist nothing about it existed yet insane that it's at the end of the first episode of yeah, pokemon. for another two years or so ho oh wasn't part it just looks like a magic Firo. yeah yeah and something crazy too is there's a meme out there of um like ruins like pokemon ruins at ashes and he's like oh these are all ancient pokemon and i don't know if it's when he's at like bill's lighthouse or at like a pokemon center or something but people are just like oh like all like ancient fossil and ancient legendary pokemon and they're like ah oh, the ancient legendary pokemon fero cuz there's like obviously a fero and an arcanine on that uh in like the the runes on the wall but yeah. that actually makes sense with the pokedex and it beats the um it beats that meme basically because i think it was purposeful that it was put there because it says that Firo has been uh, around mostly unchanged for many years as a Pokemon resembling itself is seen in ancient murals. A fact hmm. that's in the games of Pokemon. Being that, like, you know how a lot of dinosaurs were derived from early birds? Yeah. Basically saying that um, Spe uh, Firo is much unchanged from ancient birds. And also... Funny enough, the Pokemon that uh, the, the animals that it resembles are all raptor type birds. Yeah, which is cool. So, a little bit of anime bullshit lore there. Anime. <laughs> I think it would have been more effective to name Ho-Oh Firo instead. I think it's a more like, I don't know, it's a more powerful name for a legendary bird. Well, Santa got to name that one, so that's it. <laughs> Ho-Oh. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, whenever I think of Lugia, I think um, hawking a Lugie, so. <laughs> oh. oh, a ho. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I called him Ho-Ho back in the day because I I really, your your mouth doesn't want to go ho and then oh. Right. Yeah. It took me you a minute. Just I just I had to take a double take. I did a double take when I first encountered a Ho-Oh. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> Ho-Oh. Ho-Oh. It's got a hyphen in there. So you know that it's uh, it's like uh, special. I, don't, I feel like a lot of Pokemon don't uh, deserve a hyphen. And then Ho-Oh is like, like one of the only Pokemon that has a hyphen. Hmm. Are there any... Does Hoot Hoot have a hyphen? No. I don't think so. I'm trying to think if there's any others. There's got to be more hyphens in Pokemon, but I can't think of any. I don't we'll get know. back there. We'll yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Episode. I, the, the cool thing about this podcast is that it brings me down a lot of Pokemon rabbit holes that I haven't been down um, in a while. And I actually do want to talk about one thing in particular that I learned today that really blew my mind. Um, because... You know, way back in the day, on like the eve of like a new game releasing, I would sit there and like refresh forums for people to like, you know, find like like 
the list of the new Pokemon on some sort of Japanese database or like mine the the new games for like all the all the stuff that was in them and I, like it would be like Christmas morning when I could look through all the new Pokemon, all the new moves, all the new abilities, all the new items and it would just like blow my mind and I'd start to think like oh my goodness like this Pokemon's going to be so strong. Um and that's not going <laughs> to that's uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Uh I'll go through what my thought process was when I was researching this uh today. So, um in Pokemon Gold and Silver, uh, mm-hmm. you come across a little gatehouse, and there's a guy there who says, "Hey, can you deliver this letter to my friend? He's, um, I think he's on like uh, the island where Chuck is, where the fifth gym is, and he's like, if you deliver this uh, this uh, letter to him, I'd be super grateful. And then you get a Spearow, and that Spearow's name is Kenya." And I always liked Kenya because I thought it was a cool nickname uh, for a Spiro. Um, he's, I think, right off the bat level 20, which is a little bit higher than like some of the Pokemon you'll have trained at that point. And he counts as like a traded Pokemon for all intents and purposes, so he gets boosted experience points. Um, and he's just a, he's a really strong Pokemon to have at that point. Um and then eventually you'll bring him to this uh, island, um, and he, really, all the game is looking for is a Pokemon that has the male attached to it at that point. So you could actually technically give that uh, NPC any Pokemon as long as it has the male attached to it, which I think is actually pretty effed up. Because if you <laughs> if you attach the male accidentally to your strongest Pokemon, he could just take it at that point. Um, the, the reason why they do that in particular is because they realized that the Spearow at that point could have evolved into a Fero. So they did, instead of programming that, like, they're looking specifically for Kenya, the Spearow with the male attached to it. They're just like, oh, any Pokemon with the male attached to it is fine. So, um, Kenya, uh, I, I was researching him because I always liked Kenya and uh, that's all I really wanted to talk about. But then I realized you go a little bit further. Uh, once you give the mail to the, the guy on that Island, he gives you TM 50 uh, and TM 50 is nightmare. Um, it was a move back in the day uh, that if your uh, opponent was asleep and then you use the move nightmare uh, he would take a quarter damage every single turn. So I was like, ah, that's a move that was introduced in the second generation, but I've never really even seen it. Like, it's not a good move by any standard because... Uh, With your hyper fangs and super fangs and stuff, it's kind of... Yeah, because you use sleep to put a, an opponent to sleep, and then if they're if you're competitive battling, if you have a, a Pokemon that's asleep... Generally, you just don't leave it in there to take um, to let your opponent set up. You just take him out of the battle until you can uh, bring him back in at a later time to like absorb an attack or to tech like wake up. Um, so you're not going to run nightmare. Nobody's ever used the move nightmare. 
Ever. So then I, I, I was researching the move Nightmare, and I was like, huh, Nightmare. Um, it's, it's always just been there, but it's never been used. And then I realized in the eighth generation of games, they removed the move Nightmare. Why? It no longer exists. Why? Because it's a I trash was... move? <laughs> <laughs> but it went further than that, because uh, it actually does exist in the game. But it's coded to say, instead of what the move does, it just says, this move does nothing. You're better to forget this move. You will never be able to learn it again. So the eighth generation just took out that move. And then I went further and I realized in the eighth generation, they removed 144 Pokemon moves, including... Hidden Power and Return, which are, like, two of the strongest moves. Like, there's a whole bunch of moves that they just took out of the game. And I would have never known any of that if I didn't research uh, Pokemon number 21, the Tiny Bird Pokemon Spearow. (laughs) And more more importantly, Little Kenya. Yeah, Little Kenya. What a rabbit hole, huh? Yeah. So, yeah, there's... 144 moves that you can never use ever again. Uh, one of the moves, uh, which I forgot existed, um, is uh, uh, Mimikyu's Z-move, uh, Let's Snuggle Forever. What? <laughs> it's um, in uh, Pokemon uh, Sun and Moon, you'd have your Z-moves. Mm-hmm. by uh, having them hold a Z-crystal. And some of those Z-moves were special Z-moves that only specific Pokemon could use. And Mimikyu's special Z-move was called uh, Let's Snuggle Forever. It was if you used uh, the Z-move Play Rough and uh, it changes it to Let's Snuggle Forever, which is like a play on the fact that Mimikyu will like you know, latch on to you and never let you go and, like, bring you to the depths of hell, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and it, Hidden Power was a big deal. I know Yeah, yeah. in, like, my, all of my teams, my battling teams for, like, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum area, like, you would breed Pokemon specially to make sure you got a Hidden Power that could, you know, yeah. counter. It could always be your little ace in the hole. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're if your team was like lacking that special coverage, you could always have like a hidden power move on one of your Pokemon um, to to counter like somebody's you know a weakness in your team, and it's just not there anymore. So what it's happens? Gone. What happens if you trade a Pokemon from like previous games into the newer games, and they have those yeah. moves? You'll get that special flavor text. This move does nothing. It would be better if you oh. forgot it. Wow. Yeah. And Hidden yeah. Power was a move where... Was it based off of, like, your IVs? It was, uh, it was based off of your, um, yeah, IVs. And um, it depending look... on those IVs, it would be an attack of a different type. So it could yeah. be any type. So you could have mm-hmm. a Charizard with... Uh, it would be an ice move or... Yeah. It was, it was depending on your IVs, and it could be any type... Um, uh, certain legendary Pokemon apparently uh, were uh, predisposed to certain hidden powers because some legendary Pokemon had like preset IVs. Oh, okay. um, 
But yeah, your IVs would determine what type it was and how strong it was. I think it could be it could range anywhere from um, forty to sixty base power special move. Wow. But yeah, I mean, gone but not forgotten. Gone but not forgotten. Thanks, Kenya. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to share about Spiro or Firo before I share some internets? Something, something cool is that there are 18 cards in the Pokemon trading card game for each of Spiro and Firo. So you have a matching duo of each 18 times. Huh. Hmm. I, um, uh, I would like to say two things. Um, three things, actually. Um, the first one is that I was amazed by how many people hate Spiro and Firo. Just based off of, like, the two times that it was portrayed popularly in the anime. Um, at, like, as a, an adversary, people hate Spiro and Firo. They just will always hate him. I mean, I'm not a um, fan. <laughs> Same. The, the second thing I want to say is that I was surprised that when I said the word coxcomb, um, that you guys didn't laugh. <laughs> well, no, I have a coxcomb, too. When your pubes get unwily, you need your coxcomb to make sure they all lay flat. Yeah. it's um, And um, uh, one thing to note about uh, Firo is that he has a red coxcomb, and... Um, Dave also has uh, red pubes, so. <laughs> <laughs> True. Prove um, it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the third thing, uh, when I was researching Firo, is I saw somebody's art of Firo, and it was a uh, hyper-realistic version of Firo that was um, dive-bombing a real picture of a couple underneath an umbrella cuddling oh and kissing <laughs> so i really like that share and that with us please I, I will i will share it with you because it was my favorite fan art of fira that Hopefully I've we can seen. find that artist and definitely we'll share it on our gram that's awesome yeah. give you some credit um yeah, I'll we, share love, it. we love pokemon art if any of you have any pokemon art we'd love to feature you on our page yeah. and if you have anything to say or any interesting facts please reach out to us just like Jacob Wu Ming, who reached out to me this week. Again, I said it's going to be a little bit before we get to it, but we are getting to it. So I've been going through the IGN Top 100 Pokemon as voted by the people. Jacob let me know that in 2020, Google partnered with Pokemon and they did a top 25, top 30 Pokemon. They had everybody vote on every single Pokemon. And there's no complete list like we've gotten before, but I found one that is uh, top 30, and it's blowing my mind. Charizard, no longer number one. No. And who, but, who's number one? So do you want me to just go 30 down? Yeah. This is the most popular 30 Pokemon of, out of all out of the what? Pokemon. Out of all of them since 2020? As of last year. I bet you that there's some on there that I have to double check because I might not know them. All right. <laughs> yes. So 30. Snome. Oh, it is cute. It's a cute little icy bug thing. 29. That's, Blaziken. That's... Blaziken okay. is so ugly. 
I think it's a Digimon. Uh, 28, Sceptile. I love Sceptile. 27, Hydreigon. Blaziken? What? Really? Yes. 20. People like? Hydreigon got 40,045 votes. That's a dope dragon. 26, Flygon. Ugh, terrible. 25, Corviknight. Corviknight's cool. 24, Lycanroc. Well, Lycanroc is a cool Pokemon. There's a bunch of different forms of Lycanroc. Yeah, I think it's in the anime, too, so that always gives it a push. So this is just a a furries list, huh? It pretty much (laughs) is. Oh, my God. Uh, It really is because number 23 is Zoroark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 22 is Decidueye. Is what? I'd have sex with any of those Pokemon. (laughs) 21, Luxray. Yeah, they're all very furry. 20 is Eevee. Yes. Okay. 19 is Pikachu. Wow. Okay. That's pretty. 18, pretty Chandelure. That's a cool Pokemon. 17, Edgy Slash. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. 16, Rowlet. Aww. 15, Lugia. Nice. Oh. 14, Toxtricity. Yes, my boy. <sighs> I love that song. Speaking <laughs> of which, 13, Bulbasaur. Yes! Wow. Bulbasaur is in like the 60s in the IGN list. My Bulba boy! That's right, Bulby. 12, Tyranitar. Cool. 11, Dragapult. I like Dragapult. 10. Okay, we're in the top 10. So far, we haven't gotten like. Charizard, like none of that. Charmander. Yeah. Like. Lucario. Squirtle. Greninja. 10. Gengar. Nice. Nice. Nine. Oh, this is a fuck list. Gardevoir. <laughs> yes. No, I oh. love Gardevoir. Gardevoir yeah, so is one does of my the top. Internet. Yeah, Gardevoir. Also, well, the internet likes Gardevoir because she's depicted as a sexy Pokemon. But anyway, yeah, we'll get there when totally we get there. What up, skirt? Ten out of ten. <laughs> uh, eight. Rayquaza. Okay. Seven. I mean, he's the strongest Pokemon. Garchomp. Really. Okay. Very Six. strong. Sylveon. Okay. Uh, it's my least favorite uh, evolution, but evolution nonetheless. Five. Umbreon. Yes. Wow. Four. Charizard. Okay. Oh. Three. Mimikyu. Mimikyu is wow. dope. Love Mimikyu. Let's, let's snuggle forever. Yes. Yeah. Two. Lucario. All right. Okay. And number one. Greninja. Yeah, I oh. knew Greninja was gonna be up there. It's because Greninja's so, in everything. He's in Smash. He's like, yeah, what like the best starter from that from that generation. Like Greninja. So, Super Smash Brothers does have a lot to do with it. Yeah, hundred percent. Like. Yeah, I wonder if it's a different list. That was the U.S. list. I wonder if it's different in Japan. That would be interesting to explore. It's crazy. And all these websites had it up just being like, these are the top Pokemon, and Pikachu didn't even make the top ten. Like, shut up. (laughs) I'm surprised there's no Squirtle representation. Yeah. But my Bulba boy, he did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting how the internet just absolutely, like, codal on Bulbasaur. And he's always been adorable. I I feel like... Yeah, he's just a, a a sleeper, like as our um 
as we mature, our our taste in Pokemon matures with us. I have to agree with that. I definitely don't like the same Pokemon that I did five years ago. Mm, I mean, I've always had like a feeling, but now I feel like I can definitely start to like narrow down my feelings on the Pokemon that I really vibe with. Yeah, true. As I'm established more as a as a man in the twenty uh, first century. Oh, I just and found not, a list. Not a 20th century boy. Holy crap. I just found a list of the top 100 Pokemon of Reddit from a oh. year ago and of Japan from a year ago. Okay. Yeah, but also could you Google most fuckable Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's gotta be. Hold on one sec. <laughs> Most okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, Pokemon. let's make let's make some some bets here. Gardevoir. For sure. Okay, of course I mean... it's on Reddit. Oh, there's a tier a tier list. <laughs> the most hottest fuckable Pokemon tier list maker. Oh my god. Hatrina's on there. Freaking I mean, Tris- you guys Trisino, whatever the hell however you pronounce that one. You guys keep on scoffing at Combuskin, but I've seen <laughs> the most porn of Combuskin. <laughs> yes. How could you not? It's a dick and balls. What about Weeping Bell? Ew. It's no, just like a flashlight. Yeah. It's, it looks like a uh, toilet. What about um, uh, Lokamuku? People are saying uh, Lopani. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She got thighs. It, they, people she just thick. said that thick, thick bunny. Someone yeah. said OP's yeah. mom. Ha, ha, ha. Take that, original post guy. If you're looking for actual fleshlight, I feel like there's no Pokemon that's more fleshlighty than Pukamuku. Um, Ditto is popular. Ditto? Someone says Lucario. I had a major major crush on him as a kid. Explains why I'm a furry now. <laughs> Wigglytuff. It's got the wiggly stuff, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I like what this person wrote. They said, yes, officer, this post is right here. <laughs> <laughs> Mewtwo was this person's first childhood crush. Oh, I can Gardevoir. see that. Gardevoir. Don't know about fuckable, but would like to shove Pikachu up OP's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this took so long, but I came out to the conclusion of Machamp. Machamp, That's okay. Machoke, uh, honestly, big boy, forearms is a lot going on though. In um, in a. Uh, Sun and Moon, they always made fun of the fact that you can have a Machamp just cradle you in its arms and carry you yes. everywhere. Which um, I think was adorable. Somebody wrote their answer to this was Jesus Christ. And somebody wrote, <laughs> never heard of that Pokemon. <laughs> oh man, talk about rabbit holes. So, well, you know, we had to resort Jinx. to this because... Uh, ew, Jinx, stop it. No, someone wrote, Jinx gives phenomenal head or so I've heard. I bet I bet Jinx would be good at titty fucking. Also, we'll end we'll end with this. People just said, uh, "Not Rayquaza, but maybe Charizard." (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then to round everything out. Oh, again, I want to thank you, Jacob. Jacob Wu Ming, thanks for reaching out to us and giving us that. Um, this list is going to be very helpful. Not this fuckable list. Let's delete my history. <laughs> and then we're going to go to 2004 where I found Spiro.com, which was a direct place to get to your logins for either a login of uh, welcome to Wolfcat, home of dystopia and idol- 
Idolic Twilight. Okay. Idolic Twilight. They are private login forums for Dungeons and Dragons esque roleplay, but like about a dystopian future where everything's corporations and you need to like out business each other, but you could also be a centaur. Oh, so twenty twenty one. That's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. That's the coolest one yet, because all the other ones have been pretty uh, lame, except for that one uh, teacher one. Yeah, that uh, one was cool. Dystopia, yeah. the death of paradise. There once existed a land in which all rules were content. True, they were fought for land. True, they fought for land and honor, as all leaders do, but none other contemplated leaving their paradise for the unknown beyond. But contentment cannot last forever, and some began to question the leadership of the all-powerful overlord. Though revered for bringing an end to chaos and creating the Elysian land, even his most devoted followers began to question many of his decisions. So it's all about that. There's like a guide and rules. Welcome to the antithetical paradise, which has become known as dystopia. Be forewarned, however that this paradise may not be as forgiving as certain other paradises you may be familiar with. Don't complain if in your ignorance you fail to read and understand it thoroughly and are thusly humiliated as your territory is decimated and you are forced to flee in disgrace. If reading a simple guide is too much of a challenge for you, perhaps you best leave now. I just have to commend you for how passionately you read that. (laughs) <laughs> That's aggressive. You could yeah. be a human, a centaur, a draco, a dwarf, an elf, a fairy, a gnome, an orc, a phantom, a shapeshifter, a weevil, and that's it. And they all have like little descriptions and stats and shit. I mean, Weavile is a Pokemon, so... It says, Though as individuals, Weaviles are far weaker than most of any other race, these insect-like creatures are known to gather in massive swarms capable of great destruction. Just like the Pokemon, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they do have that move, um, Beat Up, where all of the Pokemon on your team get a, uh, uh, a part of the, the beatdown, so... like it. Well, I did I find out... Oh, sorry. Other fuckable Pokemon. <laughs> and I think oh. some of the Ultra Beasts are actually also pretty fuckable. <laughs> like... Buzzsword? No, Guzzlord. Guzzlord. Have you... Uh, the internet is really into Guzzlord right now because <laughs> of the anime. Oh. It's just the voice actor for, I think, James screaming directly into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Just a man screaming. That's his uh, his cry. Uh, I was looking that. Um, specifically at Pheromosa. I did find out that the only other hyphenated Pokemon are Porygon Z and Porygon 2. Oh, good ones. That's it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Solid ones. Can't wait to talk about those internets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, sorry, Spiro and Firo. We barely talked about you, but, you know, you're just mediocre, and this podcast is not, so. I uh, I will always have a part uh, of my, uh, my my six-man team dedicated to Spiro, so. Fair enough. Someone needs to love him. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we talked about when we were first uh, coming up with uh, the ideas for 
this um, podcast about like releasing maybe some trainer cards um, with our, our teams. And I, I feel like Firo would be a strong contender for a, a space on my trainer card. So I have to really um, deeply think about that now. I had, I just don't know. I just don't know who I would pick at this point. We'll work on it. We'll yeah. make it happen. We should do one. We should do one per generation. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I, I I just make one and I just send it to you, and then uh, you can uh, you could probably find it on uh, Firo dot com. <laughs> I'm always doing my role playing. <laughs> Perfect. All right, that was so cool. I mean, I really do want. It was, that was Firo.com, right? Or Spiro? Spiro. It was Spiro.com, but it was only Spiro.com in 2004. Yeah. I Actually, wish I was back still? in 2004. Hold on. I'm looking it up now. And it's it, it's either a very big dystopia website or... No, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Well, it is Wolfcat. So let's see if Wolfcat is still the website. This huh. is all stuff we can cut out. Yeah, I can't wait until we get to Pokemon number 23, X-Hamster. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not... Nothing's loading, so... It's probably... Oh, well. No more Wolfcat. Rest in fear. Rest in dystopia. It was too dystopia. They'll make a bigger dystopia. A dystopia so big it'll swallow them all. With blackjack. Hookers. Hookers. Eh, forget the blackjack. Uh, <laughs> Alright. Well, that was another daycare dittos. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll be back with another one on a Wednesday morning next week. Like we who's, seem to do. Who's next? Ekans? Snack? Ekans. Oh, no, a snack. Mm. Well, we can talk for another hour and uh, 11 uh, minutes and 10 seconds 11 seconds yeah About, sounds good uh, yeah we'll never stop don't can't make us yeah gotta catch right. I, uh, I realized that we have at least 500 episodes uh, for this podcast <laughs> if we're going all the way through so. <laughs> probably well we said yeah. in the first episode I'll be 97 by the time we're done yeah probably we'll all be dead bye Hooray. <laughs> see ya see ya